Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the 24th of February, 2021, 5.30 in the morning. I always say that and I'm always shocked. It's just so cool. But I will say it is Relationship Wednesday and this topic is avoided just as much as the actual conflicts in a relationship. And the reason it's avoided, because there's conflicts between families, between parents and children, but when you're in a family, you can't divorce. I mean, you can if you want to take it to an extreme. You're not going to divorce or leave your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle. So whatever conflicts you have, even if you're not talking to each other, Whether you like it or not, you will remain family. So you will always have family in common to bounce off of, to grow from, and to learn from. But then there's the relationships that you can leave. Partnerships, marriages, breaking up families, work relationships. We can leave all of those. And most of the time, we, as we evolve in life, that happens. And a lot of time it happens because they were not able to resolve the conflicts that existed in those relationships that can be left. So that's where I want to focus because conflict starts. Because nobody wants it. Some people thrive on it. They kind of get like they feel alive when they're fighting. And so there's that, you know, do something because I'm mad already and then you take everything out on them. That's one thing. But let's talk about what causes the conflict so that when you get to the point where you both are hitting a wall, you can at least say, Okay, this is where we're at. How do we deal with it? Instead of pointing the finger, blaming, showing the person how wrong they are and how important it is for you to show them how wrong they are. That's like the other catch-22. 
But most of the time, conflict comes into play. Information you have about whatever issue is going on is missing, it's incomplete, or you just don't even know where it came from, or you say, what are you, what are you talking about? But then that insults them, right? They're like, what do you mean, what am I talking about? You did this and this and this, and the list goes on. So is the problem information you just didn't know, or they left you a message you didn't hear? Or they didn't tell you they did something that they needed to do and then you did it, and it cost you double. Whatever is the information you have to fight about. The second thing is there's something in your environment that's causing this issue. Something in the house, something you guys need to be doing, something that's in the way and one of you fell, and now you're blaming the other one for leaving it there, What in your world, in your environment, could have been causing this issue? Is one of you not helping? Is one of you kind of not caring and leaving everything from planning to taking care of the house to taking care of the kids or taking care of the gardening or whatever it is, just the negligence of one of the partners? Is that causing a problem? And what if also the other person, you ask them to do something, but they don't actually have the skills to do it, but they still tried to do it because they wanted to please you and they ruined whatever they were doing. I know these things sound like, well, duh, but yet these are reasons why people start fighting. And then it opens Pandora's box. But the last one, The last one is values, and that's the biggest one because that one is hard to touch. Whatever we value comes with us and follows us wherever we go. And when we're valuing something and our partner isn't, we want to show them why it's important, not only to us, but to them. And these are like the main causes of relationships, having conflict. But then there's the other issue, and that is when you try not to say anything was wrong. These little things you can say, hey, you know, why did you leave that on the floor? I fell and broke my foot because of you. But in truth, the person didn't leave it on the floor for you to break your foot. But maybe you could start with we need to be more conscious about where we leave things because one of us can get hurt. That's objective. But you broke my foot. I broke my foot because of you is a problem because now you're pointing fingers, you're you're throwing guilt at them, you're trying to control the situation. There's all these things that come with that. And a lot of times 
We don't want to say anything right away, and then it comes out when we're really mad, when something really triggers us. So if you let the little things go, you're going to run the risk of escalating the issues at hand where you might get super mad about something like them not doing the dishes, and then it's like you always mess things up. You are always and you start filling in the blanks. Just holding on to the little things may be a temporary solving for you that you don't have to deal with that today. But you don't have to fight about it. You don't even have to have conflict about it. You can just say, hey, John, you know, maybe we shouldn't leave this exercise equipment in the middle of the room because that's our path. Like we cross there all the time and I can easily trip over it and not pay attention to where I'm walking. And then John's like, oh, yeah, hey, you know what? That's right. I shouldn't do that. And then picks it up and moves it. But if you say you always leave stuff on the floor, I can't believe you don't care if one of us falls. What's that going to do? Well, one, it's telling you that you are already hitting a threshold of aggravation. You haven't talked about it. So now no matter what happens, you guys are going to get in a fight, and it's going to be one of those fights and arguments that at, at the end of the exhaustion phase, you're like, what are we, where did this start? What are we really fighting about? Once there's no more fingers to point, you run out of accusations. So my question is, and, and I know that I had to ask Christ this morning, like what would, what would be something we could use in the moment? And the biggest question is to ask yourself why you're feeling conflict. Because why answering why conflicts allows us to see why we need conflict. Because I don't care how good a relationship is at work, at home, with anybody, a friend. There's going to be a moment in time where you are not going to disagree. For whatever reason, when it's a friend, we go to our friend and we actually talk about it. We don't accuse our friends. We don't point our fingers at them. What we do with our friends is say, hey, you know what, let's not do it this way. And, and you look at it as a let's not instead of you. Gentler, we're kinder, we're, we're like interestingly more giving and we give more space and we have more compassion because our friends, our chosen, in quotes, family members, and we give them the best of us because we have had them for so long because of that. But sometimes that doesn't transfer to our relationships or our workplaces because there's something else we're learning there. With friendships, we learn to get along. In partnerships, and I know it's going to sound funny, we learn to be partners. There's a give and take. There's a relay. So when your partner is also your friend, there's room to be kind. 
people who started out in friendships and ended up in relationships tend to have some of the best relationships there are because they already built in being compassionate towards the other person's needs. They already were good listeners and skilled at communicating. They already told them everything that they may have felt weird telling a partner about. That's why friendship is so important within a partnership if you can do both. Because I know a lot of people who are married only really do public things together. Otherwise, they're living pretty much separate lives, even within their home. I know people who are married who don't have children, and within a home, they have all these rules of what he likes, what she likes. He doesn't do what she doesn't like. She doesn't do what he doesn't like. And even when they sit on a couch, he's reading, she's watching TV with her headphones on. As long as they're in the same room, they're okay, even though their interests are completely different. But that's because They communicated to each other, whether anyone else likes it or not, it does work for them. And they listened to each other. And that's all they actually wanted. It's really interesting how getting to the bottom of why there's conflict, why is it difficult to resolve conflict, all of a sudden, becomes this whole thing about winning. Because the main reason for conflict and the reason why they're difficult to resolve is that they predominate and show our emotions. Somebody took the lid off the pot and you're looking inside to see what the ingredients are. And emotions like anger and resentment, those are difficult. They're difficult to let someone know where that has been hurt. And a lot of times in relationships, it's the first time you're seeing it. Depending on how deep the relationship goes will be how deep your healing will be. But because we're not taught how to deal with our emotions, we find them like surprise in a relationship. And when our emotions are involved, we are the least objective. So that's why we try to avoid. We're like, oh, yeah, I'm not going through that. That's a hard no. I don't want to deal with that. especially with him or her. That's what we say in our little heads. And then we just try to go on, and then we just say, God, but it really bugs me when he does that. Unless you say, hey, you know what? Every time you leave that door wide open, I may not know, and anyone can just walk in our house. So that kind of gets my safety need. They can understand that. Why do you always leave the door open? Feels like an attack. Our language, our words, 
and more so our emotions behind those (laughs) words and language are usually why we fight, even think of it. All I said was, but it's not all you said if the way you said it was accusatory. So it's not all you said. And there's times also where people use the silent treatment. They they get mad, they immediately stop talking, and now you feel like you can't say anything because they're not even going to answer you. Hence the silent treatment. That's the one time silence isn't in, in your best interest. Now, if you normally shut down after something happens, what is it? It's all about communication. So you say, hey, when I get upset, I shut down, but I will come back where I can talk about this. Just give me time. And then put that issue aside and continue with them as usual, only not that topic. I know that sounds weird, but it works. Because then you understand that that issue isn't going to make or break you guys. You're going to deal with it, but one of you isn't ready yet. But it puts an objectivity on it that helps you create this welcoming environment. To communicate, just to flat out communicate. Like, oh, okay, let's talk about that because neither one of us want that to happen again. Now you're a team working for the relationship instead of two people trying to be right. In truth, you're both right because if your emotions are talking and they're not objective, you're going to think you're right, they're going to think they're right. And the conflict is not going to get solved. It's just going to reappear at a later date. So creating an environment for communication and knowing that you guys can go on and still get back to that issue and solve it is one of the best freedoms you could ever have in a relationship. Like, yeah, that that upset me, but that's not saying you upset me. It's saying that situation doesn't work I want to find a relationship or a way that this relationship can find a way that that can work but I don't know what that is yet so let's get back to that and then when you have dinner you can still talk about a movie or the news or something you did that day or work or the kids so creating An environment for open communication without judgment is the number one relationship saver. The second thing is to maintain, and this may be hard when you want to shout and scream, but this is taught, is to remain respectful during heated arguments. Don't think that that's where you can just trash and destroy the other person. Saying that you're okay 
destroying another person that you love, that you chose, is okay in your mind, breaks all the safety rules between you. Because then you're like, well, they're okay until they're mad. Then all bets are off. And those are the things that upon exit interviews after people have been divorced hurt them the most. They couldn't get those accusations or descriptions of who they were that they didn't feel represented them out of their heads. Because no matter what the other person said that was nice or kind, it got canceled out because whatever it was they said about you know you're you're an idiot trying to be a good person. That was said to someone. So no matter how many times they tried to reinforce that they thought that their partner was a good person, they'd say, yeah, but you really think I'm an idiot. And after a while, you don't want to be that idiot, especially if it's in repetition. Some people get used to it and stay. But over time, if we keep saying things the other person can't get out of their heads, you have a hard uphill climb trying to be and maintain respect, a heated argument or conflict that you guys are facing. So maintaining respect, if there's one thing I can tell you to do right behind communication or even above communication, is to respect the people you chose to bring into your life and share your most valuable asset, which is your time, with is one of the most life-changing experiences any of us can experience. Even the most hardened person, if you just let them cross the street, you stop your car, even if you didn't have to, and allowed them to cross the street, they will look you in the eye, they will acknowledge you, they may wave at you, They may just nod, but they acknowledge a thank you for respect. So if that can feel respectful, imagine allowing your partner to talk their feelings out instead of accusing them for their actions. Because of respect, just respect. Flat out, plain respect. Listening. I know couples where there was cheating involved who were able to stay together because they realized it was not about the cheating. It was about the lack of respect in their relationships. And when they pushed it too far, when they pushed it too far, They reintroduced respect. I did that because you are not kind to me. 
I just wanted anyone to be kind to me. I felt vulnerable, and I went out hunting for kind. Most people who veer out of a relationship veer out because they want to feel loved. Not just the usual squirrely, the person who's going to cheat in every relationship. That's a different personality. Those are the shelf life people. But I'm just talking about a real relationship with feelings that you are both facing and you're hurting each other. When you trace those relationships back, even as far as someone cheating, it all goes back to feeling too controlled, which is a form of disrespect. I don't trust you could do what you need to do, so I need to control you. And not respecting name-calling, hurting the other person's feelings. These are the roots. These are the little roots that go all the way down. And watch out for not getting to the root of the problem. You have to ask yourself, whatever it is that's going on, that self-accounting thing just keeps creeping up. Is what part of my behavior brought this about? Where do I fit in? Because it can't all be them. We're together. I'm upset. Is it because of the way I was raised? Is it because I'm mad already? Is it because I didn't resolve earlier things? Is this really just independent of anything else, the problem? And a lot of times, even with our children, we need to get to the root of the problem because sometimes we don't even trust our own children to do the right thing. So we're constantly, you know, setting up rules to prevent that from happening, whatever it is. But the root of the problem may just be trust. You don't trust your partner will be okay if you're not there and you're going to come home to a big mess that's going to take you a whole day to clean. Or you don't think they pay attention when they're driving or you don't. You just have to trust that if you were to die today, these people will still be able to live their lives. So just enjoy who they are instead of finding reasons to take away their self-worth and who they are. That's a big watch out for those arguments that stem from the need to control another human being. It takes a lot of work to control somebody else. Because not only are you trying to control yourself, and most people, by the way, who try to control others don't control themselves. They do whatever they want. They just want to make sure they know what you're doing, and the only way they can do that is by controlling you. So they're running both shows. They're living their life, and they're living your life. That one, that's a hard one. Because the person who has the control does not want to relinquish that control. So when you're getting in trouble for talking to whatever friend they don't want you to talk to, 
going wherever they don't want you to go, doing what they don't want you to do for whatever their reasons are, every argument you get into with them will stem to the root cause of them needing to control you. And the way they do it is they make it so undesirable to not listen to them that you just listen to them to keep them off your back. Now you have dysfunction. And I know couples have been married for 40 years with that one. They do it all the time. The reason we have conflict is not knowing the reason why we are conflicting. So when there's a conflict, before you even jump into the other person, ask yourself, is this a safe environment for me to talk in right now or am I going to say something I'm going to regret? Give yourself the space to ask yourself questions. Why am I really mad? Why? It's never usually about the obvious. And once we know why, we're like, oh, I'm used to not getting what I want and I'm tired of it. Ah, so that's where that came from. You guys, my time is up already. I have like 28 seconds left. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Send in your dreams and we will talk again in the morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's daily dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.